Let's talk about movies. Everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today, it's Morbin time. Today we were I talking. Can't even about, express how. Today mad we were talking about the the 2022 Marvel Sony Disney uh, film Morbius, starring Jared Leto. But before we get into that, uh, it's been a minute since it's been all three of us on a show. Yeah. So, yeah. It feels good. <laughs> Uh, and you all. there's a slight chance that next week we'll all be in the same room together. So we'll, uh, have to see what happens there, but I can't wait. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a minute. Um, Ryan, how was your hockey game? It was good. Uh, it, uh, it was good. Um, it was definitely something that I needed. Kristen and I have had a pretty tough, like month and a half. Yeah, and yeah. even though Kristen really wasn't like at first she was wanted to go, but then she kind of like backed out on it. So I got in touch w- w- with my brother-in-law and it was it's it was what I needed. And they won. Good. And I didn't care if they won or not, but they did and it made it better. So good. <laughs> it was great. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad it went well. Uh, Devin, I talked to you last week, so I don't care how your week's been. Oh, <laughs> it's been great, well, by no, the way. Well, Thank you for no, asking. No, Devin, you're getting ready to travel to the United to, back to the States for a bit. I am. Uh, how, how's that going for you? Yeah, you know, it's going fine. I, I don't believe that I'm leaving soon because I have so much to do between now and Friday that I'm just not allowing myself to believe that it's happening soon. So I'm just, <laughs> in my mind, it's still months away, it, which means I'm going to pack the day of the flight. And you have you have a week off of, you have that time off of work too, right? But Two weeks, baby. Nice. Can't wait. Nice. Oh, uh, two-week vacation. All you don't hear about vacation. that in the States. You, you, know what, <laughs> you, you, know, you know what I hear when he says that? All of the podcasts. All of the podcasts. <laughs> All of the podcasts, yes. literally. Yeah. Two um, weeks of podcasts. Yes. Never stop podcasting. Um, yeah. So, Devin, you've been busy. Uh, but in the last week, have, have you had a chance to watch anything? Ever, at the top of the sh- each show, we talk about things that we've watched in pop culture. Devin, have you watched mm-hmm. anything recently? I have okay guys, I wanna I wanna break it down to you. Alright. It's that special time of year where Disney starts releasing some weird random holiday themed bullshit that we're not entirely <laughs> sure anybody asked for, but you know what? We're getting it anyway. And because I've been so busy, I've only had enough time to watch a trailer of something. Hey. Uh, hey. There's nothing wrong with that. It's it's something, right? I watch. I actually have something to contribute this now to this now. It's something. So. I, it's a trailer for Marvel this week that I have not done a podcast about yet. So, what? <laughs> this Amazing. Is, this is day two of two for podcasts for me this week. So, uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special trailer dropped today for Disney Plus. Did, uh, Devin, did we all watch it? First we, off, did we all watch we it? We did. Yes, at, we did. At your behest, we all watched it. That makes me incredibly yes. happy. Thank you, guys. So, what do you think? I'm all for it. Like, I I enjoyed the format of Werewolf by Night a lot, and this seems to be in the same like the special pre- Marvel special presentation. 
I'm all for that. Give me short stories about these characters in this world. Make it like one episode. Put all the production value into it that you can for one episode of television, like a mini pilot, and call it a day. I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, and I cannot wait for this. Like as soon as they announced this, this was like the top thing for Marvel for me to see. More than Quantumania? Because that also dropped top, this week. top thing for me to see this phase. How Got about, it. Okay. Yeah. Understood. Understood. Ryan, how do you feel? I know you're very like you're very on the fence about about the Marvel stuff. What's and I don't Quantum know how Mania? much the new Ant-Man. the new Ant Man movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was trailer gonna... dropped already for it. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a thing. Marvel's doing stuff yeah. still. They didn't go anywhere. I oh, I, I know they're still doing stuff. Um. To be perfectly, like, I'm on the other end of, like, <laughs> when it comes to the whole Marvel thing, I'm on the other end of the fence that Alan's on. And I really was like, okay, they're doing this. And then they showed a certain actor that's going to be a pivotal <laughs> plot of the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's why I'll watch this. And yeah. I don't know if you want me to say what it is. It's a trailer. Hey, it's, it's out. It's a trailer. It's I out think you should, okay. man. Like, Do it. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, You've got is. two characters go out and try to, like, capture Kevin Bacon to be a present, and Kevin Bacon runs away from them. And it just, that's... Kevin Bacon has now entered dead center of, was it the, the was it the, the six separations of Kevin Bacon, or whatever that's oh, called? Oh, yeah. yeah. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, like, now the whole Marvel Universe is now, like, cemented into, like, three spots for that. I mean, this is Kevin Bacon's second appearance in the Marvel second? universe. Yeah. He's the bad guy in Moon Knight. Oh, no, he's not. never mind then. No, he's not. That's Ethan Hawke. That wasn't Kevin Bacon? That's Ethan Hawke. They're, this, they're the same person. No, they're you not. can't convince me. No, otherwise. no, no. Dev, Devin. Exactly the same. I've kept my mouth shut a lot when you've said stuff. I'm not going to now. <laughs> you do not well, confuse you two. You do not confuse you two. Don't. Do not, do not confuse those two ever again. Telling okay. you right now, you better learn their face. You better learn. Oh, it's totally fair. Totally fair. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not surprised that they got Kevin Bacon for this because he's worked with James Gunn before on the uh, movie Super with Rain Wilson, where he just beats people up with wrenches. I forgot. You um, yeah. But, yeah, and like this is a little bit of a tangent, but did you guys see the James Gunn news that dropped today? No, I didn't. Uh, James Gunn, along with uh, the pr- another producer whose name I- is blanking on me right now, they're going to be the co-heads, uh, co-directors of the DC Universe going forward. They're going to be the Kevin Feige figure for DC Films in the like, so our, starting so, November first. So, so DC's finally learning their lesson. Yes, and putting two people like and putting like you are our team. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) so that's two things on the internet today, like this week, that have given me hope for DC in the future. Uh, The other being a spoiler for Black Adam, and I don't know if I want to talk about it here. But if you want to know, I'll say it. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably not going to watch that movie Um, unless it's on an airplane. Henry Cavill is back as Superman. Oh, no way! Yeah. Are they doing another movie? He posted on on Instagram that he is back as the character in Black Adam. Uh, in a small cameo, but he teased that there's more coming from him as that character. So, I feel like he likes that character enough that like Henry Cavill would be Superman until it's inappropriate for him to be Superman. Mm-hmm. Like he would really still. And you know what? I don't hate that because he's very good at it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'll throw my hat in on that one. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Um, maybe we'll go see Good. Black Adam in Screen X when you're here, Devin. Ooh, that would be fun. Um, but I also realized there's something that we are. I know what we're doing on the 8th now for the show. And I'm going to tell you guys it after the show. Good. I, I can't remember wait. it's something that Good. comes out that we're going to have to talk about on the show. Plans. Um, Ryan, how about you? What have you watched over the last two weeks? Well, the the internet in the horror movie genre has been a buzz about two movies that came out recently. One, Hellraiser, yes. and two, Halloween Ends. I've seen both of them. Okay. And let's, talk, let's talk about Halloween Ends because I've only Halloween heard ends. bad things about this. Me okay. too. So the Halloween series is, you know, you've got Michael Myers in a mask chasing after babysitters and slash, slash, slash. could have said spoiler alert. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Come on now. Um, so that's the surface. It's also a I from I'm forgetting the word now. Like that's all a, like Michael Myers is all like a stand-in for like trauma and how oh, it affects sure. people. You know, like makes them paranoid and fearful and what they do in those situations. Mm-hmm. And but it's always been like a lot of people are Michael Myers fans, and then like the real hardcore people are like, yeah, but Michael Myers is also like a stand-in for trauma. Like this is what the actual yeah. storyline's about. What Halloween Ends does is pretty much turns that upside down where unless you go into this movie or at least partway through it go, oh, this is all like just showing how trauma affects a town. Yeah. If you don't get that, if if that doesn't click for you, you're not going to like it. I love it. Like, I actually liked it. Do I have some issues with it? Yes. Did I enjoy it and probably will watch it again? Also, yes. Well, I'm trying to figure out what what's not to enjoy then about about something like that, even if it's not. So, like, in my mind, the Michael Myers movies have always been kind of slashery movies. I mean, yeah. you always get kind of the slow walk that he chases and someone it, with a knife. And... It's still slashery. It's still the slow walk. Yeah, for me, it's like, you know, you do that in a movie, and, and you kind of got the Halloween formula, and as long as the characters around him are good, and I heard they got Jamie Lee Curtis back, so it yeah. can't be terrible. Yeah. Um, I what, what were your problems with it, if you don't mind giving it in, like, broad strokes? It was just... So, it didn't, like... I know that it was made for a streaming app. Okay. So I feel like the budget the budget really wasn't what it should have been for nowadays. Like it felt a little made, made for TV ish, but that's it. That's all I really had a problem with. Some, some things might happen and I'm like, they should have put more money into this scene. Sure. Okay. That's really it. So, I mean, it it seems like it's just going to be a good movie. Like, is it, so is this the end of the Halloween franchise? Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, they could have, there are things that happen where they could have started it up all again with, with like a new thing, but they mm-hmm. didn't. So. I yet. mean, that's good then. Yeah. 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 Because again, the whole Michael Myers thing, like it, it, that, and I mean, Michael Myers at this point's in his late sixties. Yeah. I, and uh, like, you know, n- not to mention this is the what 13th film in the fifth timeline of this franchise. Yes. So is it really that complicated? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll send you a graphic to explain yeah. how there there's are different timelines. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like there's Halloween one and two, which are their own thing, and then yeah. three is like a standalone. Yeah. And then 
uh, Jamie Lee There's... Curtis's character is dead in four, five, and six, but then yeah. they re they make those not canon. She comes back for H two O, which is like the twentieth anniversary and the sequel to that. And then yeah, there's the Rob Zombie be. films, which are not part of the, the original timeline and are their own little thing. And then there's this trilogy of films that follows the first film from 1978, and that's it. And, and none of the other films And none of that. the other films are canon. So It hurts. So here's my thing. If you don't mm-hmm. like this movie, if you didn't like the one that came out before this one, you don't have to recognize them for, for yourself. You can just enjoy the Halloween movies you enjoy. If you want closure on it, make up your own. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that statement can be used for a lot of things. Like, if you don't like a series of a show that's based on a book or movie series that you like, you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to watch it. Like, it's not, maybe it's not made for you, but it doesn't ruin everything else that's in that franchise. Exactly. Yeah. This sounded personal, that last bit. Uh, have you watched Rings of Power yet? No. Well, then I'm not going to talk about it. I heard uh, it's slow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it, but it, it's slow. But in the like the sense of Game of Thrones was slow. Like it's taking you somewhere. Yeah. Compared to House of the Dragon, where everything's like sped up because you're jumping ten years oh, sure. every episode. So. Um, Are people saying that it's ruining like the Lord of the Rings for them? Yeah. I, I get out of here the internet stop it yeah um you need to watch that show like that's i will um speaking of, since i went on a lord of the rings tangent quick i i'm listening to fellowship of the ring and i have finally met tom bombadil and what do you think of tom bombadil i can see why they cut him out of the films yep underwhelming <laughs> huh <laughs> well he sings everything and i'm listening, he does. I'm listening to the audiobook so andy circus is singing everything adorable that's what i want you actually made me want to download those audiobooks yeah so i mean you've got you've got a long flight coming up so i do i do um but you could also just watch rings of power um ryan what was the other horror film that you watched the other one was hellraiser and that one i will admit i enjoyed more than the other one um takes a bit of a different like i know that all this stuff is based off a book i don't know anything about the hellraiser books um when it comes to like a modern retelling of let's just take the movies i enjoy it off of off of off of off of the older hellraiser movies that i've seen and taking a new spin on things i like it a lot um i did kind of joke a little bit when it first came out that you know like i kind of made fun of it online in a meme a little bit but that's because i thought the humor was funny i do enjoy the movie i do enjoy (laughs) Uh, is it so, is it I a reboot? I to be to be perfectly honest, I'm not entirely sure. I did not look that far into what like it's supposed to be. Um, but if you want to take it as a reboot, which I don't really like using that term, is fine. Yeah, y- you can take it as that if you want. Um, I don't really see it being a sequel. To be perfectly honest, I didn't realize these were based on books. I didn't either until I ran into uh, like a bunch of people talking about it online and I went and I went into the comment section and people were debating um, this movie based off its usage of the content from the books versus the original one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this stuff is based off a book. Interesting. And then that was the end of my research. So I'm going off comments on the Internet here. <laughs> yeah. 
It's, it's a dangerous, <laughs> dangerous right. move, Ryan. I know, but hey, at least I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, shifting gears from horror stories uh, <laughs> to something I watched over the weekend. Um, something that I'm surprised Devin didn't watch, considering he lives where they make this stuff and where it all takes place. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm convinced you live in a TARDIS. I, I watched <laughs> Doctor Who, The Power of the Doctor, the uh, final episode for Jodie Whittaker's 13th Doctor. I think so. Yeah. Um, which I have, full disclosure, I did not watch any other episode of Jodie Whittaker because I never finished Peter Capaldi's run as the Doctor and then didn't feel right starting it. But there was enough in this special that I had heard about beforehand that my wife mm-hmm. wanted to watch it, uh, which was the companion Ace comes back mm-hmm. uh, and um, Tegan. So there's a few companions oh, wow. from old Doctor Who and uh, my wife didn't want me to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it. It made Devin, it made her cry. There are moments in this that made her cry. From the old, you know, Doctor Who does that, man. Old Who stuff made her cry. Yeah, Doctor Who definitely does that. Especially if you really care about old Who, they did that Matt Smith and David Tennant crossover episode. It made me cry in the theater. It was so good. Well, there's a moment in this where you get to see some familiar faces, and it's not not the one that everyone is talking about at the end. Um, okay. So as a, as a classic Doctor Who fan, as somebody who knows Doctor Who, I think you're going to very much enjoy this episode. Yeah. Are you, um, are you going to spoil it for me or no, I'm not. I'm I'm going to say, oh. I'm going to save that part for you, uh, to discover well, on okay. your own. Uh, I will say one of the smartest things Doctor Who has done in the long, like in, a, in the last few years is recast a certain doctor with a certain actor. Um, you, you, okay. Uh, but you get to see some other like you, it's nice being able to see the first Doctor's face again, along oh. along with a few others. Uh, as I'm gonna leave you at that. So enjoy that oh, for what gosh. it is. Uh, but I do want to talk about the ending of this, mm-hmm. uh, because Jody. Like, spoilers for Doctor Who if you haven't seen it already. I don't think it's been a secret, but uh, there was a little bit of a question like, who is Jody Whittaker going to regenerate into? Uh, was it going to be the new Doctor Who they announced, or is it going to be David Tennant, who has been announced is going to appear in the 60th anniversary special next year? Uh, and she, she turns into David Tennant, and it's uh. amazing. And David Tennant is my doctor. Like, Ten is my doctor. Yeah. De- Ryan looks so bored at this conversation right now. <laughs> I, I'm uh, all on board. You have me at the edge of my seat with this. But, yeah, like David, like David Tennant, like just showing up and being like, "I know these teeth." It's fantastic. Oh. Um, it's a it's a very strong ending. It makes me want to watch more of the Jodie Whittaker Doctor, because um, I never have a problem with her. I've had I've heard bad things about the writing of the show. Um, yeah. which the writing in this isn't great, but for Doctor Who, like send off, it's it's pretty good. That's good. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Is Doctor Who, like, 
they always pick these phenomenal doctors and sometimes they're just let down by the writing staff. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I had the same thing with Matt Smith where I thought Matt Smith was wonderful, more relevant conversation to come later. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, But I think that like the episode where he rides a dinosaur in space or the episode where a space whale thinks she's the queen of England. Ah, yeah. Oh, Matt Smith. These things happen. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Whales and their egos—they're about big. They, they're about as big as they are. They need to be stopped. If I'm being honest. You know, uh, have you guys not seen Star Trek Four: Save the Whales? Oh right, right. Hey, the old we did talk about that like last episode. Actually, we talked about we Star did. Trek Four. It keeps getting yeah. brought up. Yeah, I feel like maybe we have to watch that soon. I think um, we might. Devin, you've seen it, right? I can forget I've seen it because mm-hmm. all I remember is one scene where whales go by the window and I went, this okay. is a dumb movie. <laughs> where um, are your nuclear vessels? <laughs> is that what that's from? Yeah. Hmm? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We just do a triple feature and it's all movies featuring whales. Free Willy 2 and then Free Willy 1. No, and then Free Willy movie. 4, the one with Bindi Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Um... I might have another family emergency that episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, speaking of family emergencies, let's talk about the film Morbius. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. So if anyone doesn't know this, Morbius is a Marvel character in the Sony universe. So Sony has the rights to the character of Michael Morbius, much like Venom. Uh, that, uh, Morbius is a 2022 film about biochemist Michael Morbius as he tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease, but inadvertently infects himself with a form of vampirism instead. I didn't know vampirism was a word until just now. Um, awful, but this is a movie that came out earlier this year. Finally, after being pushed back at least five times during COVID, uh, it got, pushed back at least three times in the last year uh, before it came out. But yeah, this is a film that I saw in theaters. I think it was me and like two other people, but, uh, how long did you make it into the film? I had to watch the whole thing because I am the Marvel correspondent for victims and villains. I was subjected to watching this. It was a lot like clockwork orange where I had to sit there with my eyes open. Um, (laughs) But, so yeah, this is a film that I, as a film, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of, but there are things about this I was pleasantly surprised by, the main thing being Jared Leto, because I'm not a huge Jared Leto fan, but I found him likable in parts of this. Um, <laughs> in parts of this. In parts. I yes. love that. <laughs> um, and I, I think I, I spoiled some of this film for you guys back when we back when I saw it in April. You did. But let's talk about it. What did you guys think of Morbius after seeing it for the first time on, I'm assuming, Netflix? If you spent money on this, I'm sorry. It's on Netflix. I, nope, I didn't. Okay. I absolutely didn't. Yeah. Ne- you want to go first, Ryan? Netflix all the way. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'll go first because I'm, my answer is probably going to be the most surprising. So um, I actually kind of enjoyed it. Not going to lie. I really did. I... I wasn't expecting anything. 
because I figured it was going to be absolutely horrible and I was going to groan all the way through it. So I didn't want to put any expectations on this. And I had a certain mindset, which we'll go into a little bit later that I had like within maybe five minutes of watching the movie. But overall, I actually enjoyed it. And I told Kristen when she got home, hey, I think if you go into this movie thinking this way, I think you might actually like it because I do. And she mm-hmm. was like, you're kidding. I'm like, I'm 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 not kidding. And so we watched half of it uh, after she got home. We stopped it. We're going to pick it. Uh, we're going to pick up the rest of it tomorrow. And wow. she's actually an, interested in it enough that she wants to finish it. OK, wow. That's great. Yeah. Devin, what did you think of Morbius? All right, man. If this movie came out in 2003 alongside Ben Affleck's Daredevil, it would be my favorite superhero movie ever. <laughs> this movie feels like someone, like, it feels like Evanescence should be playing the entire time in this movie. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I have a lot of problems with it, some of which I can get into, some of which are weird Devin things. I have a lot of problems with it, but like, I would rather watch a 10-hour Schneider cut of this movie like three times in a row than hear any second of another Venom movie. If we're comparing apples to apples here. I This is a better movie than Venom. I hate Venom. I would watch more of this and less of Venom if I had to choose. Okay. Interesting take. <laughs> um... <laughs> Are you are you there too? Are you not? Are we not on the same page with Venom? I I look at this on the same level as Venom because okay. nothing has really stood out to me from those films that's any better than this. Um, okay. So I think they're on the same playing field. They're definitely in the same universe. Like that's oh yeah. Like there are references to Venom in this. Um. I think part of the reason I don't like this film is it just like there are moments that just make absolutely no sense in this grand scheme of the film itself. Tell me about them. Um, Name names. We'll, we'll we'll talk about the post credit scene in a bit. Um, I think that's my main issue with the movie. Like that's, that's, that's the thing that really just makes it like that makes no sense at all. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I agree that this is on par with the early 2000s superhero movie. Yeah. Uh, and it feels like it's ripping everything off from the 90s. Uh, you've got a, a usual suspects walk scene like they did with Kaiser Soze. You've got the train fight sequence from the Matrix in here. Um, it, it tries to be all these different things and it just doesn't work for me as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there are moments where Michael Morbius as a character is likable, which I don't really get to say much for any Jared Leto character um, ever, or even Jared Leto himself. Um, (laughs) Also a Jared Leto character. Yes. um, (laughs) You're not wrong. Um, (laughs) But there are moments like when he's talking with the other doctor, like when she's terrified of him for being a vampire and he like sticks his hand out in the sunlight, like, ah, not that kind of thing. Like there's moments (laughs) moments like that. I thoroughly enjoyed. Like I was like, Mm -hmm. I like this character, but then the rest of it's just like, 
brooding for no reason. Like it, it. Yeah, but you gotta right. Like you gotta have the brooding for no reason. That's that's like part and parcel. It, but it, it's so uneven. Like it. Does that make sense? Like it does. Yeah. I mean, it absolutely does. I mean, it it makes. It makes about as much sense as, like, the bat swarming in at the end to be like, ah, he's the better vampire or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, didn't need to happen, but you kind of get that it had to because it's this kind of movie. Ryan, what did you like, – you like the film. Let's talk about things that you liked because I, I don't want to <laughs> just spend the next uh, 30 minutes crapping on this. No, no, no. Well, I mean, I'm trying to figure out because of – okay, so my mindset, just to get into why I like this – I. I I feel like it's important to finally state this. I have had this thing with like, I'm tapped out when it comes to this stuff. So Mm. when, so, so when you said, okay, we're going to be doing Morbius, I'm like, I've been trying to avoid this and stuff like it forever, you know, at least for a little bit. Mm. Um, So when I went into this, I'm like, okay, vampire movie. Mm. I'm going into this as a vampire movie, not a Marvel, not a superhero vampire movie. And I really enjoyed it. I like how they took... And granted, I know this is all based off a comic book character. So the people that originally did this were the writers of the comic book and not the writers for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole idea of like a more scientifically accurate, less cultural vampire. Um, with, with some superhuman stuff mixed in. Because, like, here, you have no garlic, you have no crosses, you have no silver, y- you, uh, um, you have no silver mirror thing, you know, he can walk into a room, he doesn't need to be invited, like, that whole thing. Like, yeah. um, and it was that standpoint that was like, okay, scientists, there's a scientist that, that has a chronic health issue, he's doing everything he can to make his life better and to save his friend and everyone like him. Um, and I really connected with him and his friend when they were kids and then also young mm-hmm. adults being in and out of the hospital dealing uh, um, and dealing with their health issue. I connected to that level of things. Um, and then from there on, I just took it as like an action movie, vampire movie, like a Jared Leto blade type thing. Okay. I mean that, that 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 is a fair standpoint to take it. Like if you look at it as a vampire movie, it it does some stuff with the 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 lore of vampires that is interesting. Like playing with mm-hmm. it, like that scene with the light. Yeah. I think my my big thing is I'm looking at it as a Spider-Man universe movie. And it does That's very tough. it does very li- especially when this came out right after Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and they, and part of the reason for this is like, I saw this trailer every time I went to the movies last year, yeah, and the year before, because this movie kept getting pushed back, so I kept seeing that trailer where they play People Are Strange, and <laughs> the part of that trailer that they force down your throat is Spider Man is in this, yeah. like spider-man's on the wall when he's walking down this alleyway like the daily bugle bugle is in the movie oscorp is in the trailer and then half of that stuff's not in the movie i was gonna say did i miss oscorp in the movie oscorp's not in the movie the spider-man okay. mural on the Good. wall is not in the movie the daily bugle is in the movie it's the paper times. right yeah they just read newspaper. it um but they did such a 
And, and then they tease Michael Keaton's in this movie. So you're like, okay, well, how does that work? Is this in the MCU? Like the way they marketed this, it made it seem like it was going to play into this bigger Spider-Man universe. And in a way it does, but we don't know what that is until whatever movie they have coming out in three years, because the post credit scene doesn't explain it. Um, no. And it just uh, like it does a, such a bad job of being the movie they marketed for. Yeah. But it like if you look at it from a different standpoint, like a, yeah. as a vampire movie or as a superhero movie from the early 2000s, I guess it works. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it, it's I didn't realize all of that stuff was in the trailer mm-hmm. until like I told Kristen about it. And she and then she asked, she was like, I want to see the trailer. And I told, because she always wants to do that. And I told her, don't take the trailer for what this movie is going to be. Because, I mean, because I hadn't seen it yet. I didn't even remember it. But I still figured this was supposed to be a Marvel movie. The trailer is going to be nothing like this movie actually was. And I told her that. And and then after we watched it, I turned to her and I said, half of that stuff isn't even in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) The stuff I know you won't like, not in there at all. (laughs) Pretty much. Which, uh, like, call me crazy. That's a bad way to market a movie. Oh, Oh, no, it is. Because you're lying about what it is. And, like, Marvel does that a bit with the Avengers stuff. Like, there was that trailer for Infinity War where you had the line of the Avengers running in the woods in Wakanda with the Hulk and Captain America and Black Panther. And that's one thing, like having a fake action shot in there. That's a brief second, like, or removing the infinity stones from the gauntlet. When you see it, that's fine. Like, that's fine. Like I'm fine with that. Uh, And you do change the movie partway through production. So maybe like something in the trailer doesn't end up in the movie because the trailers are done so early on in the process that things do get cut. But I think in this case, it's a lot more of, this was this was never going to be in the actual movie or if it was they scrambled oh. at the last second and cut all of it because and we'll get into it when we talk about the post credit scene because there's a lot to unpack there and i want to save that towards for towards the end yeah. because there's still a lot about this movie we need to talk about um well hold on so do you know much about the production of the movie because that's what that read like to me was that this movie was a bit of a mess and they cut the best possible movie they could. Mm-hmm. They realized that this movie doesn't work as a Spider-Man movie. They kept the references to a minimum, kept the universe to a minimum there and, and cut it all out. I know there were reshoots late last year because okay. Michael Keaton came on Jimmy Kimmel and said about, uh, he was going in to do some vulture stuff for Marvel after after they talked about him being Batman. Again. Oh, wow. Um, so there were reshoots when the movie was supposed to come out in January. They were, did some reshoots, and then mm-hmm. they pushed the movie back to April to to re like to change some stuff. Um, so I think I think a lot of that's what they changed. Yeah, um, it feels like it. And I have a question that I'm curious if you guys picked up on with Tyrese's character, the the one detective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can you tell me which of his limbs was robotic? No. Not even left. a little bit. Left. Is yeah. it left? Yeah. He has a robotic that arm. Was a... 
that, 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 that was a total shot in the dark. So he's Dax from Mortal Kombat. Kinda. Yeah. No, he has. <laughs> so they, they allude to him being in Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you look at the last shot of the he's in in the movie before the bats come up, you can see he has a metallic arm. Um, and they cut that whole subplot out of the That's movie. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I had to like pause it and look closely at it when I watched it today to make sure that I was seeing that right. But yeah, he, they cut a whole subplot with him out com- completely. Um, let me see if I can find details on that. Was there anything else that felt we- like weird in the movie for you? I hate well, the intro. I hate it. I'm just going to put my flag in the ground right there. I hate okay. the whole Okay, so flashback. the intro of like going to the cave? I hate or... when they started at the cave, and then they were like, now let's flashback and get you back to that point. I'm so, I'm so over that. I'm so over the whole, you're probably wondering how I got here. Even if it's like a bit cheeky the way Thor Ragnarok does it, that's still my least favorite part of that movie. Like, I just... Pick a good point to start the movie. If you want, pick a Miss Kids like Guardians of the Galaxy did it. Like, give me that 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 pathos right away, and then show him grow up and show him figuring this out. I feel like you want it to be like that. I feel like that's why you're mad because I did not get that at all. You didn't. You didn't mind it. No, I. It's not that I didn't mind it. It's not that I didn't mind it. Is I, I didn't even see it that way. So the oh. way that I saw it was. They go to the cave, he traps his bats, and then it's, well, who is this guy? There's no narration there. And so they go back to explain, be like, yeah, this is why Jared Leto said that he was a doctor when the guy asked him if he needed a doctor. Yeah, I think, I think my, I think my problem with is that I watched the trailer at any point in my life. I know he's (laughs) Dr. Morbius. I know he's got an incurable disease. I know he gets vampirism from bats. So the second they're like, who is this mysterious diseased person capturing bats? I'm like, that's Dr. Morbius, the guy that I know is going to eventually turn into a vampire from those bats. I know that he collects the bats because one of them bites him. He's probably not doing it on an expedition in his condition. So, well, uh, well, I mean, here's my thing. I thought by one of the trailers that I saw back when this whole thing was being advertised. Yeah. I thought that he disappeared for like five months. No, oh, that, wow. that's in the trailer. That is, oh, actually, is it really? That's actually good. in the trailer. Uh, okay, good. Oh. Because, I, because I mean, I was expecting, I'm like, okay, the bats around him, it cuts. And then I was expecting like them to do five, 10 minutes of like introducing this character, mm-hmm, this character sure. and that character. But instead it says Greece 25 years ago. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I wasn't expecting Greece to show yeah. up in this movie about, <laughs> you know, some doctor from New York. And then Please. you get where I connected to the movie really strongly. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the, the scene that we're talking about from the trailer is um, in the trailer. Uh, Detective Strode, played by Tyrese Gibson, uh, states that Morbius went missing for two months and was found on the container ship that washed up off of Long Island. Um. So they do something different even with the container ship in that version of it. Then yeah, too. Uh, and there's other there's different there's a different scene with Michael Keaton in the trailer. Um, oh, the the Spider-Man mural that we talked about. There's a scene with Morbius and Doctor Nicholas played by Jared Harris on a park bench. Um, 
and then Detective Stroud and Rodriguez showing up at the same park. Hmm. They cut a lot, it seems like. Yeah. Okay, now, now to pick up my comment in knowing what they cut, if they come out with like a three-hour cut of this movie and everything gets added back in, are we watching it? Well, maybe not we as a podcast, but like collectively, like, are each one of us going, oh, the long version of Morbius, and then we go watch it? Uh, I'd probably watch it. Yeah? Just, because, just because I'm a sucker I, for this stuff. I go. feel like my... I, f- I feel like Alan would enjoy a three-hour more, like, a three-hour cut that has all of the references to the actual, like, Spider-Man universe thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it would, I don't know if I would enjoy it more. Okay. Since, uh, because, like, w- w- would it be cool? Absolutely. But then, at the same time, to me, it would take more of, like, a a genre that I like of like a specific monster type um, and turn it into a, Hey, look, here's Spider-Man, but vampire form. That's fact. I mean, in the Spider-Man universe. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of what he is, right? Cause it'd be no, like, even he is. There's, yes. He's, there's a line where exactly like, they mug the camera and go, you're going to turn human DNA and bat DNA. And I'm like, yeah, right. Cause you're in the Spider-Man universe. And that's just what you do. She doesn't look at the camera and say that. Stop. It, over. She looks straight down the barrel. Stop it. The same <laughs> delivery as it's Morbin time. Same delivery. The, the more, With his Morbin Rangers. <laughs> the more I read about this movie on the IMDb trivia, the more I'm like, I don't know how much of this is true. Um, really? Yeah. Like, J.K. Simmons evidently filmed scenes for this movie as J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, but it became evident to filmmakers that Morbius did not actually exist in the same universe as Simmons's version of J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, as a result, Simmons scenes were removed from the film. You're talking about a movie of a studio that was trolled into re-releasing this in theaters for a week just so it could bomb again. I wouldn't believe half of those Fair. trivia posts. I mean, <laughs> I, but there's also things that I believe, like uh, Carnage was supposed to be in this movie, but when they Ew, reshuffled gross, things out. around, like this movie came out after Let There Be Carnage. Yeah. So I could see Carnage being in this. Yeah. I think that would fit. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, let's see. Devin said something about this movie having like the Evanescence soundtrack. I disagree. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I feel like I feel like this movie should have had like the Cure music remixed by Linkin Park. I think in some scenes, I think that whole opening bit could have had Black Parade by My Chemical Romance going on over top of it, and it would have fit totally fine. Oh, no, it would have been no. totally fine. Oh, yeah. No. When they were kids, you just had no. that piano bit going. Oh, it would have worked no. out so well. No, because they don't have any fathers to take them to the parade. Well, they, they that guy was the father figure. <laughs> no, he's their doctor. Talk about he's a father on. figure. Can we talk about how much of a jerk that dad is in that song? Like, way to put so much on your kid's shoulders when he's like eight at a parade. I'm sorry, but almost every single uh, one of almost every single awesome main like okay, Russell Crowe's Robin Hood. It doesn't really get a lot of talk. I love the movie. His character in that is amazing, and yeah. his dad did the same thing to him when he was six, and it helped <laughs> him be who he was. 
which that's a movie just, we'll be doing on the show at some point. We just need to stop writing very plot devicey dads. Like my dad has never once sat me down and go, Devin, can you save the world? For me? Yeah, but Cause I'll be dead. I mean, maybe that's I, why I turned out the way no, I did. No, I mean, but I mean, at the same time, how many people in our age group have had to go to therapy because of something their, their dads did in All one of form them. or another. Exactly. Every single one of them. So it's a, so the black parade is a realistic, you know, depiction of, of, of a dad who raised a millennial. I Just love saying. This is where we got. I mean, it's fair. You're fair. You're right. <laughs> I love this is where we went from Morbius, though. We wouldn't have his. Uh, our generation uh, would not be flooded with, with with anxiety disorders the way that it is if it wasn't for dads like the one from Black Parade. Thanks, dads. <laughs> oh, man. I. Okay, Morbius. <laughs> no, Morbius. No, no, no. no. Like, the, my, my silence now will be very evident in a few weeks when I make you guys watch something. That I think my next pick for the for the podcast um, because it involves black parade. And I don't want to say anything more than that. Uh, I can't wait. I have yeah. no idea what this is, but I'm excited now. Uh, so, okay. One of the things we touched on that I loved about this movie, we touched on it quick was, was the bad guy. Matt Smith. I, yeah, man. I loved it. I loved that relationship. I loved that dynamic. I love Matt Smith. I even like the shirtless dance scene. I'm on board, man. <laughs> It's so weird. Like it, it work. It almost works in this. For, like it's, it's that weird. It, it's so bizarre. Yeah. It almost works. Yeah, I. Did, did I, you guys not like him? I mean, I, go ahead. I, I liked him. I did. I felt the shirtless dancing was like because when they're kids, he's the one that's always on like what would you do if you could be normal for an hour? And then you've got, you know, Morbius's character who's more grounded and more realistic about, you know, his condition. He's like, well, I try not to think about that. So like, you've got that difference between someone who like would do anything to, you know, feel normal compared to someone who's like, this is my lot in life. I'm just going to do what I can. And then they grow up to be who, 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 you know, they are. I like I like them. I like the villain. I guess I'm just so torn on Matt Smith as an actor. Uh, I never liked his doctor. He's all over the place in this. And I started off not liking him on House of Dragons, House of the Dragon. Um, but by the end of it, I kind of liked him. Like, I kind of liked his character. Like, he grew on me. So that's that's part of the reason I wanted to rewatch this movie. Is like, okay, now that I have a little bit of appreciation for Matt Smith as an actor... Let's let's go back and revisit Morbius. And nothing nothing in this performance really changed my mind about him in this. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. Uh, I almost w- went shirtless for this episode because of the dancing <laughs> scene. But um, uh, to see that, check out our OnlyFans. Um, yes, perfect. Glad you put that one in. But yeah, um, we didn't talk a bit. About, we didn't talk any bit about the uh, the the doctor dad character at all i feel like there was a lot more of him that got cut from this movie because the stakes for his relationship with them towards the end just don't make any sense with how little he's in the movie yeah yeah there's a lot of that with not just him but i also feel like there should have been another scene or two or probably was another scene of two with morbius's one patient that he puts into a coma yeah i feel like she should have came back at some point and she never did it's like she's just asleep in, in a room in in the back <laughs> like okay. just 
just hanging out. Um, but yeah, no, I I feel like that there should have been more of him dealing with the two of them. And I almost feel like he should have been a, a, a part of the final fight. You know what would make all this that movie good, better? Yeah. You know what would make this movie better? What? Um so we talked a bit about how it cuts to them in the hospital as kids and it's just kind of weird. And then that's the end of it. Mm -hmm. If you cut back and forth to them as kids in the hospital and like seeing their friendship as they're and they cut back and forth between them being friends and then being adults and then having Michael leave and then Milo getting beat up and turning like dark. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that would have made the, the twist a little bit better when it's revealed that Milo is has taken the serum and is actually the one killing people. I completely agree. That would be well, amazing. Un unfortunately, um, uh, storylines, classic story beats, the mm -hmm. way things are told. I knew he was going to be the villain. Yeah. As soon as it started, like, oh, look, there's Morbius. He's he's supposed to be the hero. I've seen Unbreakable. I know how these things work out. I know the formulas because Samuel L. Jackson told me. Like, mm -hmm. his best friend is going to end up being the villain. And yeah. even Kristen, like, we paused it after the whole scene of them being kids. And she paused it and she looked at me. And she's like, all I want is a yes or no answer. Is the blonde kid going to end up being the villain? <laughs> and and I laughed. I didn't want to say it, but I laughed. She goes, "Okay, I thought so." And then she could play again. <laughs> I think for me though, the way that I mean, I get that it's formulaic, and I get that it's kind of tried out, but I like that it creates personal stakes for the for, oh, yeah. for Morbius. Yeah. I don't like if this like if like Rhino showed up and is like, "I'm gonna destroy New York unless a vampire stops me." Like I'd be so mad. And like this is this is exactly what I wanted. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. I'm just saying that, like, it's kind of one of those things where, like, great. Putting the stakes in there and filming it the way that Alan su 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 uh, su suggested would have been better. Mm -hmm. Just overall, for, for you know, like, the structure of the movie and the balance of between, like, the friendship and seeing how, like, you know, like, the kids building the friendship and then as a adults it falling apart in, like, the same measure, going back and forth. That would have been really cool. Um, but it's just one of those things too, where like, I feel like to me, regardless of when the twist happened, I feel like I would have felt the same <laughs> simply because yeah. you can kind of see it happening from the beginning. <laughs> I mean, it's the point where like, you keep calling it a twist and I keep being very uncomfortable with you calling it a twist. It's a twist. <laughs> Ugh, so twisty. Who could have known? It's like, in like Shyamalan. <laughs> it's like in any Batman thing I've ever seen where Batman loses his partner in act one or like in the prologue and then in act one, there's a mysterious villain who could be anyone. And I'm like, yeah, it's the partner you lost in the first yeah. minute. Got it. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I still love it, but I just, yeah. you know, you, you get it. You know how it goes. Yeah. Like I, I remember my dad telling me whenever I'd watch something, no matter what it was, my dad would be like, they're, he'd be, he'd say they're doing it or they're the villain. And I'd look at him and go, how do you know that? Now I know what he was looking at. Now I know what yeah. he was looking. <laughs> um, so the one, what, like Ryan, you talked a bit about how this plays with vampire lore. Yes, and it, it does, and I will give you that. But there is a moment in this that I think does play with vampire lore, but doesn't really explain it all that well. No, this movie does a horrible job explaining yes. anything that has to do with vampire um, lore at all. And it has to do with Martine's death towards the end. 
Okay. Where, where she dies and then bites his lip and then drinks his blood. And, and then the, he bites her. And then yeah. he bites her and drinks her blood. Yeah. Because, Devin, do you know what that does to somebody when you're a vampire? It turns you into a vampire. It turns you yes. into a vampire. Did you yeah. know that? Or did you put that together? I mean, I knew that because I've seen any vampire media ever. I didn't know <laughs> that from the movie. So, my, my problem is, like, I'm fine with them doing that. But it would have yeah. made a lot more sense to explain that as part of the lore that they're looking up in the books early yeah. on in the film. So you at least have it set up that that's going to happen because otherwise it just looks like she's biting him just to bite him for fun. Kind like, of though, right? Like, kind of. Yeah. But, the, the, but then at the end, like when she comes back to life, it's like, wait, oh yeah, I guess they did that thing. But they, they don't really... They don't do the Chekhov's gun with it. Like they don't no. like, hint at it at all. And they just kind of do it. And it's, it's so random. Yeah. So I had, I, I, I was bored one night and, and I decided to, 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 to troll on a Marvel fan page on Facebook. And, um, I just knowing vampire lore, not seeing this movie, this happened four or five months ago. Um, I decided to kind of, jump on the bandwagon of like people who were trying to defend it. And I had someone come after me and it was four or five responses back and forth to each other. And then I eventually just upped and said, Hey guy, I'd never seen the movie before. I just know vampire lore. So how good could this movie be? If me have never seen it before could actually get into an argument with someone who has seen it. <laughs> and, and the argument, cause you showed me this, the argument wasn't, that's not what happens in the movie. The yeah. argument is, but there's so much depth behind it that you didn't understand. Like you still got the beats almost exactly right. Ryan, because of course you did. <laughs> because it, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, and this is what I mean by anyone who doesn't know. This is a, what I consider a scientifically somewhat, I'm using that term very loosely, sci- a scientifically accurate vampire, as in he has echolocation, um, he, he has the agility of like someone our size, if we were to be as active as a bat when they're active, he has that, 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 you know, like um, that kind of strength, he has other abilities as well. But all of the cultural stuff, all of the religious symbolism is gone. Garlic doesn't affect him. Crosses don't affect him. Mm-hmm. You know, he can see himself in mirrors. He, um, again, the whole thing about, you know, being let into a house, like he can do that without having to be like let in. And I like this view of it because I haven't seen this kind of a view as of a vampire before. There are hundreds of vampire movies I haven't seen, but there's a lot that I have. And mm-hmm. I have not seen this type of a take on it before. And that's what I liked, um, and that's what I really liked about it. I'm still not totally convinced about his, like, brotherhood or kingship with bats. That still kind of confuses me a little bit. <laughs> uh, he, he, he's Batman. He's I, Batman. I don't want yeah. whatever. Anyway, but I mean, like, I mean, it's like him, my favorite line in this, by the way, is her going, what is this thing? And he's like, it's a fish tank for flying mammals. <laughs> I absolutely love that line. Yeah. Um, just, 
<laughs> just because you can tell that he doesn't want to tell her, even though he knows that she knows already. And he, you know, mm. says later on, he's like, you know, plausible deniability is a thing. You should be thanking me. <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff that I liked about Morbius. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, that I liked about the character, like the moments like that. But they're just so few and far between that it. So do you want to do you want to talk about your big problem with yeah, it? Yeah, let's talk about yeah, the, yeah, my, yeah. My, my big my big yeah. problem with it, and it's the Batman of it all. It's it's the Michael Keaton. Not that I have a problem with Michael Keaton being in this movie. That's part of the reason I went to see that. Like I was willing to spend money to go see this. Let's go through the beats of this, okay? <laughs> okay. Let's go through Good. it. Let's do it. All right. So, Spider Man No Way Home happens. Spider Man creates a yes. spell. Set brings in a bunch of people who knows Peter Parker, Spider Man, into the MCU. That's a whole thing that happens on its own. Sky turns purple, people appear, Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange fixes it all, and everyone forgets Peter Parker is Spider-Man. In the midst of all of that, in his cell, in the MCU, Michael Keaton's vulture is transported into this unknown Spider-Man universe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Knows right away he's in a different universe. With no explanation at all. Hate he just knows it, he's in it. a different jail cell. I don't know if the paint scheme's different or what. <laughs> but makes a joke about the food being better there. And then automatically gets released from prison because he didn't do anything wrong in this universe. Why um, is he in prison? Why is Who he is in- this guy? Yeah. Like, I would like to think that if somebody did get transported from a different universe, one, uh, if they were in jail, they would stay there. Two, right. the government would kind of keep it secret and not put it all over the evening news. Hmm. Um, so that also, like, I, I love the the just confidence that Michael Keaton has in going. I don't remember this cell. I'm in a different universe. I would walk in and be like, I don't remember the cell looking orange, but whatever. Yeah, and like would just take it as my problem. Um, there are scenes cut for, from the trailer of him actually interacting with Morbius earlier in the film when they're both mm-hmm. in jail. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Um, which are not in the movie at all. Um, wait, what? I'm sorry. The, I, I just read. Remind me to come back to the thing I just read on IMDb okay. trivia. Because it, yeah, okay. It Get back to mind. the thing, yeah. Okay. So that that's how they introduced Michael Keaton into the Sony universe of Marvel characters. Because mm-hmm. that's what they call it. Uh, Weird. Weird. That's fine. Like, okay, if that's what you want to do, great. Then, for some reason, Michael Morbius is driving a sports car in the desert as you do. <laughs> that's weird. Then, he stops said sports car at the edge of the desert. Because reasons. And then, Michael Keaton, who is new to this universe, doesn't have a penny to his name, has his vulture suit. Has a vulture suit. I don't know if it's the same one he has in the MCU. I haven't looked at it closely. I don't care. He has a vulture suit. Talks to Michael Morbius, or as the or how I'm thinking they they filmed this. Michael Keaton showed up one day. They had like an audition from Jared Leto that they cut in with his lines, and they put <laughs> something together. It is the worst edited scene I have ever seen in my life because Jared Leto is not responding to anything that he says with any sense at all like i I've, I've been reading up on you doc and uh i think we could help each other out 
sounds intriguing. Like, what sounds like? Like, <laughs> like what part of that is intriguing? Yeah. And then he just name drops Spider Man, and Morbius yeah. like, okay, like let's go get this guy. Like he knows who Spider Man is, and Spider Man's been a menace to him at all. Um, right. Not to mention, they're teasing a team up. Which I'm like, right. okay, so let's look at what else Mar- Marvel's Sony department has coming out that will be part of this team up against Spider-Man. Because oh, no. in in theory, if this happens, okay. Like, on paper, this sounds interesting at least. So you have, mm-hmm. you have Vulture, you have Morbius. Mm-hmm. We can assume that Eddie Brock and Venom are in this universe as well. Right. Next up on the, the Sony docket is... Craven the Hunter. Okay, that's interesting. And then Madam Web. That is a weird swing. The Madam Web movie, though, sounds <laughs> like they're doing like every version of Madam Web. So there's like a Spider Woman version of her. Oh, uh, okay. And it's going to be dealing with the spider totems, possibly. Um, oh. But that's what we know is coming from Sony so far, along with Venom 3. Um, Ew. But... I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I cannot wait to have Morbius and Venom and Eddie Brock deal with each other. I cannot wait to see that happen. It's, oh, kill me. I just love those two personalities. Like, I I, don't. I feel like that that's going to be hysterical. So, my question is, <clears throat> who is their Spider-Man? Like, if Spider-Man is in this universe, who are they going to be going up against? Because I don't... It's, Daniel Radcliffe. It's, <laughs> As Spider-Man. Let's put a pin in that for a second. <laughs> Um, it's not going to be Tom Holland for sure. Yeah, no. Uh, I think there was a moment where it was going to be because remember that like five minutes where Tom Holland wasn't going to be in the MCU anymore? Yeah. I think that's where they were going. I don't think it's going to be Tobey Maguire. I kind of hope it's Andrew Garfield. It's like the one thing that would make me really want to watch this if it was more Andrew Garfield. I'm, I'm what sorry? He said that he wants to be part of it again, right? Like he's been outspoken about that. I mean, he's been very coy about it, but he's also he also spent a year doing press for Tick Tick Boom, where he's like, "I'm not in Spider Man. I'm not in Spider Man." <laughs> yeah. So, I deal like my he, here's what here's what I hope happens, and I I feel, feel like I've said this before on the show. At the end of Spider Man No Way Home, you have Eddie Brock and Venom knowing that Spider Man is Peter Parker and they get transported back into their world. And like, we should go to New York and check out the, check out the spider guy. Uh, and then you have in the same film, you have Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man saying, Oh, I want to fight an alien. Right. Venom three right there. Like just make that Venom three. It's the only thing that's going to make me want to watch it. Yeah. Uh, and then you can do the team up with like, have him fight all of these villains. Uh, you bring back uh, the hand of the King from house of dragons as lizard. And, Oh man, like have I guess like if you do the Sinister Six with the with that universe and this universe, uh, you have like half of the cast of House of Dragons. I guess you do, and you have Paul Giamatti's Rhino. Yeah, where um, it. Ouch. But yeah, that that scene is just—it's so jarring how yeah. poorly done it is that it's aggravating. So, I. I knew that there were post-credit scenes. There's always post-credit scenes mm-hmm. after it was done, after I watched it the first time. And I got to them. And I found the first one interesting where they do the whole like, hey, this, you know, it's like, hey, this guy appeared. We don't know who he is. You know, like there's going to be a hearing about his release. 
And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then it got to that second one, and you're like, I, I, I didn't like, I didn't like it. I thought mm. it was stupid. Like, I really thought it was stupid. But at the same time, it's post-credit scenes, so to me, like, they're after the movie. The movie's done. I'm not gonna let you know. But I think with Marvel, the post-credit scenes have at least, oh, like for the last ten years plus, have been. Here's a little taste of what you can expect going forward. Like maybe giving yeah. you a little bit yeah. of mystery. Like what are Shang Chi's rings trying to communicate with, or like yeah. why is uh, Elaine from Seinfeld telling uh, the new Black Widow <laughs> to go kill Hawkeye? Like what? What are the reasons behind this? And this one is just like, hey, you want to go fight Spider Man? Okay, and then nothing. Like it just and it makes no sense for the characters' motivations. Like there's no, no there's no real intrigue as to why like. If they had hinted at Spider-Man trying to hunt down Morbius in the movie or like having a, like being hunted by a, like a, any superhero at all, like it would make sense to me, but they don't. Mm-hmm. And like, it, I, it just, well, yeah, no, you're it right. It seems forced. Yeah. It, it seems like they had to put it in there, but it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like they were confident in it. They were just like, well, it has to go. There we go. Yeah. No, I agree. I didn't like it. I feel like they just could have stayed with the first one and just let that set. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the chat, we say, we have somebody saying, "Say hi to my son, guys." Hi. Hey. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, hey, son. How are you? Uh, <laughs> Answer back quick. Yeah. Um. I think I think part of me just wants Sony to come out on the stage at Comic Con and be like, "Okay, here's what we're doing." Like this is going to lead into this, and which is going to lead into this, and then eventually we're going to have a Sinister Six movie where they're actually going. All these characters are actually going to fight Spider-Man, and here's who's going to be Spider-Man in this movie, whether it's Andrew Garfield or a new guy, or whatever. Like I, I want that to happen, and it just hasn't. Because right now I can't make any sense to what as to what's going on in this universe. Well, it feels like they don't really have a a sense of it. Like I feel like they wanted like, you know, Venom and Morbius to do really well us to be intrigued in what's going on there and us to want more of it. And I guess with Venom 1 and Venom 2, sure, it made enough that people are like, okay, I guess we'll take more, please. But I think with Morbius, they're like, oh, did we mess up? Like, it was like the mummy of their, like, movie franchise. And it feels like the more of it feels more risky now. But at the same time, like, we haven't even talked about this. This movie became such a meme. Like, we've hinted at the conversation of... Sony re-released this movie based on memes. Like yeah. the Mormon time was trending so much. They thought if we put this back in theaters, people will go see it. And guess what? It didn't pay off for them. No. Um, that, but in, but if they were to release a longer version of it and call it Morbius, it's Mormon time. Like, <laughs> like that would make money. Like if they leaned into it, and just did the meme version of this movie, like they would make all of the money. But then every, so real, but then every Sony Marvel movie would get that treatment, and we don't need that. Right. Yeah. So we then, do. real question: <laughs> If if the line "It's Morbin Time" makes it into Morbius two, do you guys immediately leave the theater, or do you punch everyone around you on your way out of leaving the theater? I'm going to send you specifically a bunch of angry emojis. <laughs> what, 
What I would love to see is somebody on the team make a Power Rangers joke and then have Morbius starting to like, I thought you said Morbin time. That makes no, it, that makes no sense. Yeah, I know. I just, like, I don't know why I, I thought I heard that. Like, <laughs> I, no, I want the memes to show up in universe. I want them to be scrolling their version of Reddit and be like, oh, look, you're a meme now. Like, that's what I want. Yeah. All right, so going back to the thing that I saw here. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Matt, Smith char- Matt Smith's character, Milo, wears the clothes that are the same style worn by Jim Carrey's character, Stanley Ipkiss, in, which movie is Stanley Ipkiss from? The, the Mask. The Mask. Uh, which, ah! <laughs> which, which are decidedly different from the rest of the characters in this movie. His name, is, his name Milo, is also the name, is also Jim Carrey's dog's name in The Mask. Uh, he also has a has dance move and strikes poses throughout Morbius that echo those of Stanley Ipkiss when he dons the green mask. Uh, you know, I never thought that he would be channeling Jim Carrey in the mask, but now I kind of want to go rewatch those scenes just to see that. It's the tan it. suit that he wears when he goes to the club. Mm-hmm. When Stanley Ipkiss goes to the club for the first time, that is the mask. He's wearing a tan suit. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing sneakers. Yep. And so is Milo. Ah, that's really funny. Yeah. No, I see it. I definitely see it. And that's that's so fun. Especially, like, there's that one scene where he, like, like punches all of the cops and they all, like, collapse. And then he, like, does, like, a weird dance. I was like, yeah, I guess that, it totally makes sense with if we're, like, channeling the mask there. They're asking if we can wave. So, wave. Of course we can. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that does it with our conversation on Morbius. Yes. Um, so, I had an epiphany at the beginning of the show after we said we didn't know what we were going to do next week. Uh, guys, I know we're all going to be in the same state for the Weird Al movie. So, <gasps> I feel like we need to do that or do something for that. So, uh, either we need, like, we need to we need to talk about this, but Weird Al's coming up, so we're making Twinkie um, Wiener sandwiches because I never had one yet, and we need them. I'd have to find veggie dogs for you. I'll find veggie dogs for me. Don't you worry. Okay. Um. So yeah, uh, Ryan, it's your pick next week, so I'll let you decide what we want to do. So um, I'm going to do what uh, I was planning on doing last week until circumstances changed. Uh, these, these guys have never seen Ernest Scared Stupid. And even though our show is going to be a day after Halloween, I still find it appropriate to do one of my favorite Halloween movies when I was a kid. So we're going to be doing Ernest Scared Stupid. You can can find it. Anyone can find it for free on YouTube. It is on there. I was surprised to find it. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, stay tuned for that next week. In the meantime, if you're watching us on Twitch, go ahead and hit that follow button. Uh, watch it on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. You can also listen to You Have to Watch This Podcast on all major podcasting platforms, including Spotify. So go over to Spotify and follow us. That way you can are always up to date on our shows uh, and you can listen to the back catalog of every other show that we've done, including other Marvel films. Um, and other Jared Leto films. And other Jared. Have we done that? We haven't done much Jared Leto. We did uh, Suicide we- Squad. Yeah, and we did the other one. Schneider does music does does uh, does music videos for thirty seconds to Mars count? That'll be uh, on my. We watch this for next week, Ryan. Okay, 
I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. It takes longer than 30 seconds to get to Mars. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until next time, for you have to watch this podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And it's Morbin time. <laughs>